Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brandon Thick Boy Shop. What is up, fam? It is Monday morning, July 11th. It is toasty out here, kids. We're in the summer, so it's pretty hot everywhere. Shout out to global warming. Just kidding. I don't know how I feel about that. This outfit is so goddamn summer. If summer was a mascot, you're looking at him. It's thick boy summer season, and this is how we dress. No Crocs. No goddamn Crocs. If you go to my Instagram, uh, my heart was broken because my kid, you know, kids, all those dads out there, you have kiddos. You can play this, Jim. Go ahead. Okay. I'll tell you something that's breaking my heart. Maybe it's having other dads out there. So I told my kiddo, who's six, I said, dude, your shoes are a nightmare. You need some new kicks. I'm a sneakerhead. So I said, you can get whatever pair of shoes you want. Reasonable. You know, you're not getting Yeezy Red October, but, you know, whatever Foot Locker has. And uh, the new trend for kids these days Crocs. Styrofoam. Crocs. Tie dye styrofoam. Look at both of them. Any shoe in the world. Pick this bullshit. As a sneakerhead, you know how that makes me feel? As a goddamn sneakerhead, they pick this bullshit. That lady couldn't hear. She's like, are you shooting a video? It's not good at all. And also, grown men out there that wear Crocs. um, Don't, though. You know? Don't. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get the, the the whole croc, the croc hype. I know they're comfy, man. Sandals are comfy too. Doesn't mean you should have your toes, your toenails with toe jam out in public, in restaurants and shit, on planes. What are we doing? How do we get to this point? And then my kid, it, dude, he's had Jordan ones. He had Yeezys. His buddy game Yeezys. You know they're kids, so they absolutely destroy them. So they go through them, and I don't know. Uh, Dude, after a month, they, they're just destroyed. You know, kids, they're kids, kids yeah. they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, dude, we need to take you to the mall. We need to get some new sneakers because I can't have you looking like, you know, a bum right now. Let's get sneakers. And then he's begging for Crocs. And I was like, dude, let's not. And he asked like a few weeks before about Crocs, and I just ignored it. I was like, that's not happening. And then he just won't pipe down about Crocs. And then, of course, his little brother, who's two, and his older brother's his hair. I was like, yeah, Crocs. I'm like, God damn it, guys. So I just rock these Crocs, dude. And they, they want to do whatever. They want to play basketball in them. I'm like, dude, you're playing basketball in freaking sandals? All they are sand. They're styrofoam sandals with color, but they, the toes are closed. Now, here, I have a history with Crocs, too. Everyone's like, don't knock it till you try it. Dude, you should try them out. Stop it. I've tried them. Your boy has tried them. Check this out. Crocs, I don't know what the connection is, but the creator of Crocs has... I think either graduate from University of Colorado or has some ties to the University of Colorado. So when I, this, I graduated in college 2006. So in 2004, 2004, I think I was a sophomore. They gave the entire football team the first Crocs ever. And my friend Gary Moore, shout out to Gary Moore, who is 6'8", 400 pounds at least. Uh, his, he had such a big foot. They're like, just put them in the dryer so they, they, they fucking get warm and then put your foot in them and it'll mold to your foot. That's what you're dealing with here. 
So what are you dealing with? So I've had cracks. I warm people warm all during the the camp. You know what I'm saying? Because we're in camp, you're switching from cleats and all that stuff. Dude, check that out. June 20, Crocs move headquarters to Niwot, Colorado. Niwot is 30 minutes from Boulder, and they're originally in Broomfield, which is probably 10 minutes from Boulder. Croc founder uh, produced uh, Quebec developed uh, developed as a boating shoe. That makes sense for a lot of boating shoe. Okay. Yeah, they have some tie. Well, apparently the tie is they're up the street from University of Colorado. So they like ran a test on our football team. They gave us like mm. 200 pairs of Crocs. So everybody's wearing them. Nobody got laid. <laughs> we've ran the trial. We've ran, we've, we, I've done the, the work. We've ran the, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm not, this just isn't my opinion. I'm telling you, we're like, what is going on, man? Last year we were having such a good year with the ladies and some guys. Now we got the Crocs on. Nobody's getting action. It took us a little while to realize, oh, Crocs don't make the dudes hard and don't make the girls come to the yard. Like, look at that. Get out of my face, dude. Kind of ruins the suit. Yeah, the ruins the suit. <laughs> it's, it's just, I, it's, 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 you know what it is? It's laziness. Yeah, look, you got Shia LaBeouf wearing them. That makes sense. Bieber's wearing them. But listen, these guys are wearing them because it's a hype beast thing. It's what's it like? None of them look cool. No one looks dope in these pictures. You're like, ugh, have a little pride, you know? I mean, open-toed sandals at the airport is just disgusting. My son has basically those, whatever uh, homeboys wearing that. Those yeah. Guys. They're Tie-dye-ish. Oh, my God, dude. I'll straight up tell him, like, you can't wear those out of the house, dude. You can't do it. You want to wear them today? I'm like, not happening. You're going to be playing basketball and he's in summer camp. It's like, dude, you don't want to wear Crocs. And you're saying that they're attaching that stuff, right? All that stuff to them? The kids? Yeah, like uh, magnets. Oh, they're magnets? And they're not magnets. <laughs> they, they go into little holes, but they're basically yeah, yeah. fridge magnets. He's like Pokemon ones. Like, what? Yeah, look at that. That's so those are just sand- Crocs. Are like, all right, we'll make sandals too for all the people out there. So you can like customize them. Get Pokemon and whatever. All right, dude, it's not happening. And all the, I'm telling you, dude, you guys that blew up my Instagram going, <clears throat> don't knock it till you try it. I've tried it. I was the first one. I was the first one. Oh, my God. One of them has a heel on it. What the hell is that? Well, that was just, just absolutely ridiculous, right? Yeah. I, I mean, as a sneakerhead, it breaks my heart, man. You will never catch me in those. Again, you want to wear them at home. It's comfy. It's a house shoe. More power to you. You want to rock some Uggs? Tom Brady wears Uggs. I get it. But when you, you can't leave the house in Crocs or Uggs. Can't. I don't give a fuck if Post Malone's rocking them. Whatever. You can't do it. Shout out to Crocs, though. <clears throat> Shout out to Crockies. Um, yeah, let's get to it, man. Uh, we got some fights this weekend. We got a food truck this week. Let's see, but we're filming one, but we got one in the can. We got the Marvin Vittori food truck, I think, is this week. That's a fun one. It's the most expensive food truck in the history of food trucks. Um, pizza was good. Pizza was good. Solid. Solid. Salt. It's a, it's like a, we thought it was like authentic, like Italian. That's why I did it for Marvin because he's like, I'll drive down, dude, but I need pizza because I'm about to go into camp. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get you the truck for pizza. It's Italian, a super Italian name. I sent him the name. He's like, dude, that's actually Italian. Yeah, most, most Americans spell it wrong. I'm like, hey, dude, this truck, you've never seen anything like it. Come on down. <clears throat> he comes down. We get there's two Mexicans making the pizza. Now, listen, 
I'm not saying that Mexicans can't make pizza. I'm just saying we thought it was a fully authentic Italian drug. We thought Italians owned it. And I go, oh, are you guys, uh, you know, it's sometimes tough to tell. I'm like, you guys Italians? Like, nah, man, Mexican. And uh, Marvin's like, oh, uh, mm, okay. And I was like, oh, this is a bad side. And I go, yeah, but the owner's Italian, right? He goes, no, no, Mexican dude, too. I'm like, I looked down and I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. But he actually enjoyed the pizza. He's a, he's a fun one, man. And listen, I, I've never met him before. Such a good dude. Probably style-wise, top five that most stylish guys we've had on the show. Dressed fucking fantastic. Has a crazy story. He's just a good dude. Really, really good dude. Smart dude. Smart dude because he always, uh, his biggest, I think, superpower, what makes him an outlier amongst you know those top five guys, is he's constantly obsessed with getting better. Nothing's good enough. So he's always super highly critical of himself and wants to work on what is going to get him better whether he you know he has a you know flawless performance something like that it doesn't matter he's finding something to work on and you can you'll see the theme throughout the food truck it's all about him getting better it's always him getting better Mm -hmm. so it's inspiring man great dude really really good dude really really good dude um but you had some fights this weekend it's some fights this weekend Fight night, your boy watched from the prelims to the main event. And uh good card for a free card tuning out. Mad at it, dude. No, not at all. Why would you be, dude? Why would you be mad at this card? Um it was a good one. <clears throat> that Jamie uh Malarkey, Michael John- Johnson, who'd yeah, you have, Jen? I, have I had Johnson. Johnson. Yep. Two to one. I had Johnson. Uh so the first round they both knocked each other down. Second round you give to Malarkey, right? And then third round you give to Johnson. So I'd, I'd probably give the first and third to Johnson. Seemed like the crowd agreed too. Now I'm a I'm a Malarkey fan. I think you know Johnson's records, whatever twenty and nineteen or something like that. You know, so he has that salty veteran record. But um, you know, it's probably as far as him like taking a run for the title. Those days probably passed him. Um, you know, Malarkey has a lot of hope in him. So. <sighs> It's a bummer because, you know, I do think Johnson lost. What's funny is when they were uh, going to judges' decisions, um, Johnson kept going, don't fuck me. Don't you fuck me. You know, he's been around so long. He's yeah. been fucked before. Kind of got fucked here. Remember, he's also the guy, which is, it's, he's had some phenomenal fights. Remember, he's from the Ultimate Fighter and all that shit, but he's had some great fights in his career. Explosive, just a mm-hmm. good, solid dude. Him and Rashad Evans are really close. Remember, a lot of times you see even the MMA experts will say uh, uh he's the one guy that uh wobbled khabib remember when he mm-hmm. fought khabib and then khabib was like cool story dude my head hurts i'm gonna beat the shit out of you remember that's when he was like whooping his ass yep. talking to dana mm-hmm. he's like what are you doing man you gotta g- give up so he's lost one two three four five out of his last six hmm he got five the night though they're not gonna cut a guy five the night and it's Michael Johnson, so you know he's a name. They're not going to cut him. Loses his next one, he's out. I bet. Yeah. You know, fun. Always fun to watch. But that Jim Malarkey, I he I felt like he could have made it easier on himself. I, I felt like he had more tools to win. His his range was good, and then he just kind of played the game. You know. Yeah. Fight of the night game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Chase Sherman got it done through like a thirty punch combo. That was still like getting a lot better, man. Dude, Chase Sherman came to Rain Training Center uh, to spar with me and Mitrione because Mitrione used to fly down there and train with us. <clears throat> and we didn't know who he was. He's just this 
tall dude. I think he played football before and he just came in a uh, huge head. And I remember Matt was like, just got done sparring, want to go with him. And then I watched him and Matt go and it was tough. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, this kid is tough, man. Really tough. Even Matt was like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, I don't know. And he was just trying to get, you know, he's just getting started in it, but he's fucking tough, man. Uh, the whole, go up, mm-hmm. chin. Let's see. Born and raised in Mississippi. <clears throat> uh, Shrimp played football at the. the doesn't matter. Dolberville. Am I right? <laughs> Dolberville. Uh, he could do with the sport on scholarship to Jones Junior College for transferring to Delta State. <clears throat> Delta State, I'm pretty sure, is a black school. The team reached the Division II National Championship in 2001. He's the offensive tackle. He used to be a big boy. Sherman earned a bachelor's degree in sports management, excited science. Sherman revealed they graduated from the Fire Academy, eligible to work as a firefighter. Oh, damn. Nice. I see you, dog. Uh, he's fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He threw like a 30-piece combo. God, dog. He lost four before that. Yeah, the UFC's giving guys some chances, man. I think they let him go and then brought him back for some reason. For one of the fights. I don't think for this one, but it might have been for this well, one. This was, well, this is his second stint in the UFC because he was in the UFC. He lost three in a row. They let him go. Yeah. He went and fought in Florida in island fights and then got back. Mm-hmm. And then um, he won his first one back. And then he's lost four in a row. And then they're like, you know what, dude? Let's give you one more. You get performance of the night. Got four in a row. Yeesh, yeesh, yeesh. Got that. Yeah, that UFC record is tough, daddy, because he lost his last. Oh, my. You. Yes, yes. Tough. So he went. He lost. He went one. I'm sorry. He went two and. Two and five. In his first stint, and then now he's two and four. So, you know, so he's four and nine overall in the UFC and has a job, man, because he, he is exciting. There's not a ton of heavyweights, but man, I'm surprised they didn't cut him after that fourth loss, man. I kind of feel like they let him go, but then they <clears throat> brought him back for some reason. I don't, I don't remember exactly, though. Interesting. Yeah. Either way, entertaining fight. Yeah. Super entertaining fight. The guy who's fighting was not keto, it was, it was just being friendly. <laughs> Uh, that said Nurmagomedov, mm. monster, isn't it? And, and he fought Douglas Silva DeAndre. Uh, that Douglas Silva has nine thousand fights, <laughs> and he's only lost like two. So is it, and he's a you know, I think he's like thirty seven. Um, he's a beast, dude. He's a he's he's a super beast. He beat Marlon Vera. He, he you know he's a tough fucking character, mm. but he uh, he made the fight fun. I'm super high on uh, said, super high on him in the bantamweight division, super high on him. Cardio to me in that third round seems to be an issue because originally, you know, he's been starching dudes, starching freaking dudes. Uh, if you look at, so his last two fights, uh, so he lost one, uh, he lost a decision, but so he throws 90 spinning back fists throughout the fight. Yeah, like That's his thing, spinning back fists. Um, you've never seen someone throw more spinning back fists. It's exciting, but it's also throw less, though, you know? So people are surprised. Because uh, he got the knockout uh, in 2019 against Ricardo Ramos. Phenomenal knockout. Uh, loses next one. And then his next two fights, the longest fight is 51 seconds. He's destroying dudes. Destroying them. Cody Stamen, guillotine choke, destroying him. Here's what's interesting about him is... Because his name's Nurmega Madoff, we all associate that with Dagestani wrestling. Mm-hmm. This dude striking is his thing. I I don't know what his fucking bat. I know international master of sport. That's what all those Dagestani guys have. But his strike, his kicks are filthy. 
his his boxing to me doesn't seem to exactly be there, but his fucking footwork, his kicks, um, his takedown defense is really good. <clears throat> but you assume he's just going to grapple somebody because of his last name, right? Now is Nurmega Madoff? Is that the same as like being from Brazil and being called Silva? Like everyone's Silva, everyone in Mexico's Garcia. You know what I'm saying? Is that the, or everyone in America's Robinson? You feel me? Is that the same? You know what I'm saying? It's common. it's a common name, right? Yeah. What's up, fam? Let's take a little break from the shop show here because we got to keep these house lights on. Studio lights, not my house. I don't record from my house. That'd be weird. Uh, before we get into this little ad read, I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Fort Wayne, come on out. Can't wait. Tickets at thickboy.com. Then next week, I'm in San Diego, California. July 21st to the 23rd is San Diego, California at the Laugh Factory in the heart of San Diego. Come get you some. But Fort Wayne, you're up this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Listen, man, how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? What would you do? Hopefully, you change the oil, you take care of it, make sure it's functioning right. Well, guess what? That's how your brain works. Yep. So why don't we treat it that way? You got to keep your mental health good, man. Yep. This is a word from my sponsor, BetterHelp. I swear by these guys. Your boy use a therapist and BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, they offer it for video, phone, even live chat, online therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. In-person get really expensive. But BetterHelp, dude, you're getting for a fraction of the price. They actually help you. It's not your friends giving you advice and that stuff. We're talking about licensed professionals. BetterHelp online therapy is powerful. It's freaking the way you take control of your life. It gets you on track. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, it's much more affordable. Like I told you guys in person, you can be matched with a therapist under 48 hours. And the listeners and viewers of the shop show get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash shop, S-C-H-A-U-B. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash shop. Listen, man, from cringing at the gas pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. For anyone that just lives normal, right? And you want to buy stuff, gas, groceries, eating out with your friends. With every purchase, your boy is earning cash back thanks to Upside. You're like, man, this is too good to be true. It actually works, man. Upside is a no-brainer, all right? You get cash back for the things you're going to do anyway. All right, to get started, download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use the promo code SHAB, S-C-H-A-B. Get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. All right, it's a cup of uh, your frappuccino at a Starbucks. Costs more than that, and you're getting cash back, dude. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or a debit card, and you get paid with the app, man. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Yep, it's better than those. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably where they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. It's good, guys. And right now, we need it with inflation. Download the free Upside app and use promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code SHOB. Yeah, heavy lights the ground because we're associated with 
one of the best, if not the best, ever do it. And all mm-hmm. he does is grapple. You're gonna assume he's a grappler, but goddamn, this dude can. He's so exciting to watch, man. He's so fun. What's interesting about him too? These his haircut doesn't move. Hair does not move. They have the thickest hair. It, I, I think it's thick. And my girl's like, well, he probably cuts it that way. I'm like, no, bitch. He woke up like that. His hair, he's Dagestan. His hair just, it's thick and just, it's like, a, and his corner man too. And his hair, it's like, a, my son's played with these Lego pieces and you got clip the hair on. That's what that is. It doesn't move. He'll be in a guillotine. No issues. If there's a slight breeze in there, if they see kicks on, my hair gets fucked up. And I have thick hair, but not compared to Dagestanian thick. His hair does not move the entire fight. Flawless hair. If that's your style, flawless hair. Mm-hmm. It's the thing with Dagestanians. Um, but I was thinking after that fight, I'm like, all right, he starts two dudes. He beat this veteran and uh, Douglas Silva, DeAndre. They're going to give him a big name. And I was like, he, after watching the first round, like, or first round, really, second round, I think he lost. But um, first round, I was like, yeah, this dude's ready for top 15. His cardio was an issue in that third round, which is alarming. Cardio was an issue. He's laying down, gave up, you know, went for a knee bar. <clears throat> and then I, th- I thought they were off on the co-main event. It's two, obviously they are giving it to two guys who were uh, Dana White Contender Series guys. Um, dude, Petrosian, bring, I, hopefully you can find this reference, Chin. Mm-hmm. I've been, oh, thank God I remembered. Armin Petrosian, he's from uh, Dana White Contender Series. 2AT, I think I'm right on this if my childhood memory serves me. 2AT, he looks like the Muay Thai specialist in blood sport. Bring him up, dude. And he's the one who trades uh, body kicks with Jean-Claude Van Damme. They're the same guy. I hope my memory serves me right. Let's see. Paco? I don't know his name. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he does. Same guy. (laughs) Dude. What's up, daddy? That's a damn good Isn't that a weird fucking callback? We call that a deep callback. Don't the Jen, am I off on this? No, you're good. They're the same <laughs> guy. That's your talent. That's your gift. It's a shitty gift. Dude, they're the exact same. Hopefully people can see this. They're the exact yeah. same fucking guy, right dude. Isn't that strange, dude? Oh, they go, it's the Muay Thai guy from Bloodsport. Yeah, you know him because he's like, remember John Klaus? Like, come on. He's kicking. Come on. Come on. And he just knocks him out. He like spins. <laughs> Greatest move of all time. They're the same guy. Uh, I would assume the actor in Bloodsport has better takedown defense. Because mm. Armin, I, it's, it's Petrosian, it, zero wrestling. Zero wrestling or grappling capabilities. It was insane. It's weird they put them as a co-main event. I thought it was strange. I know there's a bit of hype there because the the contender series, or yeah, the Dana White contender series, but how said Nurmagomedov isn't the co-main event was weird to me. And then the main event, which in my head, it was getting late, and I'm on season five of Bates Motel, and I'm, I have like three shows left. I'm like, please don't go to decision. This is going to be wait too long. Because you, 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 you had, out of, what, what do we have? Two, four, out of six fights, you had four decisions. So it was like, come on, man, let's, you know, come on, Fazeev, let's get done. Or Dos Anjos. Here's my thing about Dos Anjos. Um, I never pick against them. I've said this a million times. I think the team posted a clip of this. When I was fighting uh, Big Nog in Brazil, when you're American fighting a Brazilian, they all hate you and they're trying to poison your food. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, when I go out there to train and promote the fight, um, I could rely on him every time to pick me up in his little Honda Civic 
and take me around and show me where to get food, where it's safe, the best food. I went with him, drop his kid off one time. He'd tell me where to hike. He's the nicest fucking guy in the world. So I will never pick against him, ever, ever, ever. Super biased. The Fazeev is a tough fight for him. Fazeev was a tough fight yeah. for him. Dude, and people are like, oh, if Rafael can get him down, it's game over for Fazeev, you know, because stamp specialist. Where's he from? Uh, Az- Azerbaijan? I'll look it up right now. I think he's the first fighter ever from uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Yeah. Azerbaijan. Kazakhstan born. He's a blue belt. Yeah, he would have had some real problems. So he's really from K- Kajakistan. Kazakhstan. Right? Kazakhstan. To an Azerbaijani father and a Russian mother. So that's where he got the Azerbaijani. All sorts of shit going on there. A citizen of Kyrgyzstan. Oh. Yeah, he's a problem. His striking is so fun to watch. Yeah, dude. But as a blue belt, and in my head, I'm like, Dos Anjos won two since he's gone down to lightweight. <clears throat> and Dos Anjos, he is the... I'm trying to think who has the toughest schedule in football, college football. There's some, t- you know, strength of schedule for Dos Anjos is the toughest of all time. When he went to welterweight, you look at who he's fought, you look at um, lightweight who he's fought, there's, no one's had a, a, a tougher schedule of opponents ever in the history of the UFC than Dos Anjos, ever. He's in the height of him fighting at uh, lightweight, he was fighting the tip of the spear dude. I, name anybody in lightweight, name anybody in uh, 170, he's fought him in their prime, dude. I mean, look at his fight. Look at that, dude. Look at that freaking Cerrone in his heyday. Uh, Evan Dunham, don't, don't, you all must have forgot. Evan Dunham was a fucking savage. Khabib, uh, Benson Henderson, that's how he won the belt. Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Cerrone again, Eddie Alvarez, Tony Ferguson, Safadine, you almost forgot about him as well, uh, Neil Magny, Robbie Lawler, Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman, Kevin Lee, Leon Edwards, Michael Chiesa, uh, Paul Felder, uh, Mancino, and then Fazeev. No one has a tougher strength schedule of all time in the UFC. The guy is a fucking bona fide first ballot Hall of Fame legend. So he lives in Brazil because he says that's where he needs to stay focused and he wants to make another run at the title. So this was a fork in the road for both these gentlemen. For Fazeev, right, he's on a six-fight winning streak. He's, you know, uh, he's coming off some, some big wins. Um, and you, you want to you invest in him, you know, his fight with Brad Riddell, even though they were sparring partners. That was the fun one. But you, you want to invest him, but he hasn't gotten over the hump. So when they give you a guy in Dos Anjos, former champion, toughest schedule of all time, legend, to be honest, should be a bad matchup for him if you can get him down. You're a blue belt. Dos Anjos, world-class jiu-jitsu. So, and he's fought the who's who. So you're, you're trying to figure out where Fazeev is and if you can actually invest in him if he was a stock. That's what the UFC's trying to do here. That's where they made him a main event. And he passed the test, man. I didn't realize how fucking good his wrestling is. I thought Dos Anjos would get him down. <clears throat> Dos Anjos got him down once. I think he shot, I don't know, 16 times, got him down once. He has the best takedown defense outside of Kamar Usman in the UFC. It's like 95% takedown defense accuracy. Kamar Usman is 100%. Which is why he's pound for pound guy right now. Um, but Dos Anjos got in deep on one, and dude, he wizard, fucking threw him down. Yep. Yeah, he, tough, dude. Tough, tough, tough. Now, let me ask you this, guys. For the fans out there, how would Fazeev do against uh, Amakachev? You know, 
How good is his anti-wrestling? Mm. And if he's a blue belt on the on the ground, if you were to get taken down by Makachev, blue belt ain't going to cut it. A black belt would have a hard time with Makachev. And when you look at you know the other champion, Charles Oliveira, <clears throat> there's no champ right now, but if, let's be honest, he's the champ. He missed weight, I get it. They fuck with the scales, whole weird thing. Uh, with Charles Oliveira, if you're a blue belt on the ground, see, I don't think Charles Oliveira could get him down. Well, Charles can get some guys down. Okay, get you down, he can get him down. You know, Fazeev looks super strong though when he was. He looks strong, yeah. And his tan, ooh, man, just well <laughs> rounded, yeah. no issues, just bronze, yeah, very sexy Yama-ish, You know, mm-hmm. so Fazeev is like, what do you do next? So Dos Angeles rank what seven? Let me see the lightweight rankings, Chin. Fazeev is seven now, I would assume. It's over here. Uh, there he is. So he's going to jump uh, Dos Anjos. Gamrot would be a fun fight. Fazeev, do you, if you just fought seven, do you fight the number eight guy? Because he's not getting Oliveira. He's not getting Poirier. He's not getting Gage. He's not getting Makhchev. He's not getting Chandler. Dariush, Fazeev could be fun. Mm-hmm. Again, another tough, tough matchup because Dariush can, you know, high-level black belt on the ground. Yeah, my, my, the, the only knock on Faziva is Achilles' heel. If he's actually just a blue belt on the ground, Charles Oliveira, Charles Oliveira you know, greatest submission artist we've had statistically as far as uh, submission bonuses and finishes. Dustin Poirier, high-level black belt. Gaethje would be the best fight for him. If for him to get to the title, uh, the number one guy he needs to beat and to kind of jump the queue and get his name in the title shot would be Justin Gaethje. Justin doesn't wrestle. I'd say Justin probably blue belt on the ground. It's being generous. You know, he doesn't really do it. So Justin Gaethje fancies himself a striker now. Doesn't really use his wrestling. And is Justin Gaethje going to go pound for pound with him with what? Kicks? Okay, enjoy that with Fazeev. He definitely has a power advantage, but that's a phenomenal fight. Now, he, a lot of people are saying, you know, Fazeev and, uh, Gaethje, but the thing about that is, uh, Gaethje, I think, is getting no surgery. Yeah. And my friend Chris D'Elia just got no surgery. And he's like, Oh, I'm only out a day. I'm like, You're out of your fucking mind. Cause I did it and it takes forever. It's one of the worst surgeries you can have, it takes forever. Um, so if Justin's going, uh, he's undergoing no surgery, that physique fight ain't happening for a hot second. Hot End second. of the year, he said. He says he's going to do it at the end of the year? No, by the time his nose will be recovered, by the end oh, of the year. Oh, in July? Yeah, he's fighting November, December, by the time that nose is proper. And after that surgery, your nose actually gets tougher to break. Mm. So oh, Early next year. End of the year this year or early next year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a hot second yeah. if you get that nose surgery. But Fazeev Gaethje, for Fazeev, by far the best matchup in the top three for him to jump the queue, you know, you give me those other guys I mentioned, it's, it, could, it could get a little dicey for him. Fazi fan, though. Terrible call out. Call out Rafael Nadal, oh. the tennis player. <laughs> Busy means like, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's cool. That's in tennis. But uh, in the lightweight UFC division, anybody, he just kept calling Rafael Nadal out. You're like, he just, he refused to call people out. Kind of respect it. He has fun with it. Some guys, because that's UFC's thing now, right? Like all the, so, so you guys know, all the people that go in the ring, Bisming, Rogan, um, Anik, DC, they all have earpieces in. And they were a producer going, uh, ask him who's next. Push him on who he wants next. That's mm-hmm. like their thing now. They put the pressure on these guys. Yeah. 
I mean, he did in the post off uh, post fight conference say he wanted Gaethje, but that's like a really tough call out. I mean, I could see him doing it for sure. I could see him doing it, yeah, for sure. But it's just it's, I, and I don't think it's far fetched. I mean, coming off all those wins, you know, and it's a f- phenomenal yeah. fucking fight. That's fight night written all over it, dude. But you know, if if uh, Gaethje is gonna get this nose surgery, he's out. So Fazeev, he's not gonna wait to what fucking next year. January, February. 2023 there's no way Fazeev has to get rolling now the smart thing to do if you're Fazeev is wait 100% because they give you one of these other <coughs> boys and they get you down like Oliveira ain't happening but Oliveira Pore Makachev we sure as fuck don't want Chandler can wrestle his ass off Darius is going to be a tough one for you you know mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah there's championship hopes there I just it's tough dude it's tough if you have that big of a hole in your game you know, but that being said, that motherfucker can wrestle. Yeah, he looked really good, man. But I see, I don't think that holds up against like a Makachev at all. Not a chance. If you're a blue belt, be tough. Mm. Speaking of blue belts, these guys aren't blue belts, they're white belts. But uh, two of the thick boy staff, oh, yeah, uh, tall George and big George. That's how I separate them. So big George is the gentleman who lost 9,000 pounds. And uh, he's lost a bunch of weight. And then uh, Tall George uh, runs a bunch of other stuff here. So uh, what they're doing is they sign up. My boy, Rich Chow, um, created this program called Alta Training. So what they do is they pick a gym and they get world-class training. So the, the trainer at this gym, it's Legacy MMA in Burbank. And both Georges signed up. Um, yeah, both Georges signed up. It's t- a 20-week-long program. I think it ends in December. Damn. It's a 20-week-long program, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 20 weeks. And they're taking people with no experience, just you know, common average Joe people or nobody that has any fight background, and they train with the highest-level coaches and trainers in the world with other like 10 or 12 other people who ever signs up. And at the end of 20 weeks, you're going to get, and it's not just a jujitsu camp, it's MMA. So you learn wrestling, yeah. boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, jujitsu. You're in the whole gamut. And at the end of the 20 weeks, if you want to, no pressure, you can take a smoker against another person that's went through the program. You know? So I think both these guys are going to choose to do the smoke at the end of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they both signed up for it. They had their, their orientation on Saturday at Legacy MMA. Now, Alberto Crane is the coach there right now. <clears throat> Alberto Crane is a jiu-jitsu legend. And for the Georges, I go, hey, man, orientation is tomorrow, I think 10 a.m. I said, Alberto Crane is going to be there. He's the guy who's doing this. This guy is a legend, and I need you to do your research. I need you to just look him up before you go in there. This guy's MMA royalty. You listen to everything he says. And whatever he says is Bible. This guy is a freaking legend. So that's one of their coaches, dude. And these guys have no experience. And Big George, uh, I'm sorry, Tall George was like, yeah. I was like, how was it? He's like, it was cool, man. I had this giant black guy in mount for about uh, an hour. He just didn't know how to get a mount. Yeah. So they were working on mount escapes. Mm. He's like, yeah, first day, yeah, just giant dude on me and turned mount. But yeah, that's, that's who they're, they're getting to. Learn from the best, man. If they do fight. I want to corner both of them. That'd be fun. 
They're not going to fight each other, obviously, right? I don't know how this is going to go down, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. No, that'd be terrible. Or I mean, awesome. that'd be cool, yeah. but also terrible. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're going to... It'd be better if they did it. I yeah. prefer they did it. We don't need that around here. You know? <laughs> we don't need that around it'd here. It'd be weird. But they're... they're the, the, talk, the talk about on Cats After Dark, I think once they're in like week six, I'll give them here to give us updates. Um, but I'm going to go there, check them out, help them out a little bit with their grappling and shit like that. Where is it located at? Burbank. Oh, Burbank. Legacy MMA Burbank. Alberto Crane. Literally, tip of the spear jiu-jitsu coach one of the best to ever do it man legacy burbank that's where the boys are going monday through friday so it was just orientation on saturday but they start uh officially i think july 18th mm-hmm. <clears throat> 20 weeks i told him i said dude my name's on the line on this rich child's a good friend of mine he put all this together if you're gonna do it you've got to commit uh, you're not gonna be there in and out like you gotta be in they both seem in so we'll see. It's, regardless, it's going to be a good learning experience for him. Yeah. Yeah. This will be so much fun. The class or the, 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 no, the whole the thing program. that they're doing? Yeah, I think it's going to be sick. Yeah. Bringing a bunch of content. Uh, George is going to you know, do a vlog on it. So it'll be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Congrats to them. Well, don't say congrats yet. Let's I mean, just to, take, just to even like take this opportunity... I'm mean, going to say congrats. They, they've only done an hour orientation, but I hear <laughs> okay. you. I'd say way to go, boys. Way to go. Now we got some work to do. Yeah. You feel me? Gotcha. Let's take another little break. Fort Wayne, I will see you this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's Fort Wayne, Indiana. The next week I'm in San Diego. We do have a shopping friends next Wednesday, July 20th at the Hollywood Improv. But Fort Wayne, Indiana, come get some. Then San Diego next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Laugh Factory, Heart of San Diego. Come get you some. Tickets at thickboy.com. Listen, man, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point. Uh, It was tough, man. Listen, I took French for four years. I can't speak a lick of French. I struggle with English. We know this, guys. And I talk for a living, so that's fun. Now, thanks to my friends at Babbel, I know exactly what my wife and kids are talking shit to me about all the time. They don't think I know, but I know. Because I picked up Spanish on Babbel. That's right. Babbel, the language learned app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. There's an addictively fun and easy way to learn new languages. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, your boy here, or you just have some free time, you want to learn a new language because you're awesome and you like knowledge, all right? Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you actually use in the real world. Not like, you know, in high school and college, we're like, what am I, what's happening here? All right. Listen, I told you guys I did it because my family talks trash about me behind my back at the dinner table. And now I know exactly what they're talking about. Kind of. It's still a little dicey, but I'm getting there. Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Do it in your car, driving to work, learn a new language. What's up? Ditch the Jay-Z music, learn a language. All right. Other language learn apps use AI for their lesson plans, but not Babbel. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts who actually speak the freaking language you're learning. It's not a computer, all right? Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, your boy, French, Italian, and German, and a lot more. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guaranteed. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. I'm telling you guys, it's easy. 15 minutes a day, you're going to get 
Not fluent, but pretty freaking good. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months. Think how good you're going to be at deciphering what your family's talking trash about you, whether they're French, German, Chinese, Spanish, all right? That's six months for the price of just three. Just go to Babbel.com. Use the promo code SHAB, S-C-H-A-B. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Code is SHAB. All right, what do we got, Jen? All right, first one is John Jones and Francis Agano. Once again, going back up on social media. Talking shit to each other? Yeah. Well, this is not so much shit. This is Francis right here. Francis said, you're definitely a hell of a champion, but you need to act like one. It's okay to be respectful for others' achievements, bro. It doesn't take anything out of your success. Sit tight. You get your turn. Sincerely, the, all caps, Mm -hmm. king. And then John Jones. John said, look at Francis over there defending Elsa. How cute. I could take off two more years and you guys work and you guys work combined won't match what I've done in the octagon. I'm really not impressed with you or your boy. I've seen you quit multiple times. Your boy almost got flatlined last time he faced Alex. Both of you guys win your next fights, then I'll be impressed. Until then, keep keep the name out of your mouth. There's levels. Hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of stoked that they're talking uh, smack to each other. Yeah, I'm into it, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, Francis did have a point where he's like, dude, we're fighting. You're talking. Like, yeah, a, that, that was the best comeback. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting, though? John's just been chilling, right? He's going to heavyweight. And because of his body of work, he can just talk this shit. Yeah. You know, fair point. Like, the majority, if not all, no. Yeah, the majority of fighters say that he is. Oh, the, dope. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, he's the greatest we've ever had, man. Yeah. I can't wait for him at heavyweight. Him or Stipe? Oh, my God. I hope I'm not on the road. Um, check this out. <coughs> so Tommy Fury's father, I think he was speaking to DeZone and said that he wasn't really even training. He should be training. I'll, I'll show you this right here. So his dad, this is Tommy Fury's dad. Mm-hmm. So Tommy wasn't exactly in training. He'd only had about 10 days because he'd been on holiday, uh, which means vacation, vacation or doing yeah. nothing yep. in uh, England been on a holiday and was and it was a surprising thing for him i was a way out of it doing these tours and being busy elsewhere so i never got the chance to look at it properly when i've paid attention i noticed the whole thing wasn't right anyway but i said okay it is what it is if you want to go over there and box him do it you're experienced enough now it's a 50 50 platform i know you could be fitter you're overweight but it's entirely up to yourself because i'm busy i can't do it so he said okay then i'll do my own thing i'll go fight him anyways because i can beat him um, so basically, he's saying, well, this is what Jake Paul did afterwards, after hearing this conversation. I feel like Tommy Fury is my better looking younger brother. <laughs> we have the same haircut. Um, so Jake Paul said, I should sue this fool. Own dad exposed why he pulled out the second time. Yeah, it is weird. Also, John Fury, what are you doing? Dude, I don't know. Can you imagine having a dad that just fucking creates headlines and shit? Nonsense? He talks so much smack. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and now you fucked your son over. Like, oh, he's out of shape. He's never going to do it. You know, what? I'd be like, Dad, what the yeah. fuck? Like, well, I'm just telling the truth. I'm like, I know. You fucked me, dude. None of this was serious. You can tell Tommy Fury wasn't serious. Yeah. Clearly, that's a, I assume that's a voodoo donut. That looks like the thick boy donut. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I believe it's a brothers. On. Yeah, Jake Paul has a tough fight now. Oh, yeah. So that's the guy he's fighting. He was an old, like, previous sparring partner, Hasim Rahm Jr. I guess his dad was like a. Really good boxer. His dad beat Lennox Lewis. There you go. What do you mean you guess? His <laughs> I dad don't know. Was, like, had like 50 fights, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his dad beat Lennox 
Lewis. Um, yeah, it's a, you know, I we we did a, a shop show hot take on it last week. You go Thick Boy Channel now, I break it down. But uh, Ramen, you know, Raham, Ramen, Ramen, Ramen sounds Ramen Junior is no punk. You know, he's had I think twelve fights. He's twelve and one. He's had over a hundred amateur fights. So for those of you who were like, oh, Jake's not a real boxer until he fights a boxer. Well, this is it. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, Ramen compared to fucking Tommy Fury is night and day. Night and day. The guy has a ton of experience. And short notice, too. Short notice. Like, I'm not. And listen, Logan Paul and his managers were like, I don't think this is great, but Jake wants to do it. You know, I, and they know each other a little bit because they've sparred and there's the video of them, you know, talking shit to each other. So, you know, I don't like it. I know it's at cruiserweight, but, you know, Ramen's uh, naturally a heavyweight. For Jake, I, I don't see the upside on it. Short nose fight, not a huge name unless you're super hardcore. Think about it, you're like, I think his dad's a famous fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're, I mean, you're on this show. Like, you're around boxing. fighting. Boxing. I know, I'm just, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it's such a big risk because, mm-hmm. like, he's not a well known guy. So I'd imagine the pay per view numbers probably not going to be great. Tougher fight, Mass Square Garden. Like, it's not a huge upside to it. Besides looking for this validation from the fight community, which, Hey, tell you, Jake, even if you knock this dude out in three seconds, you're still not getting it. That's the way the business goes, you know? You're still getting the people like, oh, I'd love, love to see you do that to Canelo. What? The fuck? Until he beats Canelo, I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I hear you. But no, this, I'm telling you, if, if you were to beat Robin Jr., this is... Legit, right? As legit as it gets, dude. Yep. Guy has 100 amateur fights, grew up boxing. I heard his daddy wasn't around, okay? But <laughs> he's, he's concentrating on boxing. Yeah, he's, yeah, his dad was concentrating on boxing. Okay, he could do both, but whatever. I don't know the details. But um, he did, uh, he goes, oh, there's never been a father-son world champion. So that's my goal. Hmm. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't like it for Jake. I was talking with him last week about it. I was like, dude, God bless you. You got some fucking cojones, my man. But this is dicey. He's like, you'll see. Oh, shit. All right, Doug. I'll be watching. All right, what else you got? Shout out to Jake Paul. Yeah, he, and then I guess Ra- Raman, Raman, or however you pronounce his name, he <coughs> said he was taking out easy on Jake Paul when they were sparring, but mm-hmm. he would KO him during this fight. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Remember, you made a video about this. Um, yeah, I just want to be very clear. I'm a fan of Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. But it's just what he did was not cool, obviously. No. So he does, he eventually apologized to Israel. Uh, and on that post up. here, and is he, this video is hilarious. I know. But good morning, I'm the man. You're just some fan. But you're right. I'm sorry, brother. It bugs me when people criticize my work, having ne- never themselves risked anything. It makes me a hypocrite to do exactly that to you. My bad. Keep on keeping on, champ. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All's good. I mean, but for him, it's like people are just going to criticize movies, right? It's all and like, perspective. You're on top of the world, too, man. So, Chris Pratt? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's acting, too, mm-hmm. you know? So. <laughs> all right, this is Yuri announcing who he wants to fight next. Because, you know, it's between Jan and Glover. Let me decide. Between Jan. For the next fight. And I want to fight Glover the next fight. Not because it will be another big fight. But just one reason. My performance was bad. Told you guys. Told you. He's off. I will show you 
why I'm the champion. Clearly, decisively. And I think Glover deserve it. So here's the offer. Get to it, dude. I will show you why I'm the What's champion. the offer? That's basically the I offer. I thought he was going to give us like a date, time. <laughs> He's like, here's the offer. Yeah, and many pauses. That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, whatever he wants to do, I, I, I you know. Um, I think him and Glover had off nights, and that's why it was such a good fight. But technically, you know, they both had bad performances. Even though it's a fine night, and people love it. It's one of the greatest fights in like heavyweight history. You know, fundamentally and uh, technically, it was a disaster. And they all made a bunch of mistakes. Fun to watch as a fan, but from a analytical standpoint, it was not their best outings. Uh, I I do think he he fucked. Glover up, up the second yes. time. Yes, if he's uh, focused into and he fucks Glover up, that's why he wants to do it, I bet. Um, I'm not mad at it. I'd love Glover to get another shot. I love Glover. Would you rather see Jan or Glover, though? I'd rather see Jan. Yeah, same. I've seen that. It's like, all right, you won. I know it was a shit show, but you still won. Let's move on. But um, for him, it's smart. And can he call the shots on that? No, not at so all. The- that's what I was just <laughs> going to say. I don't know. Uh, also, is he in Fiji? Where is that? <laughs> no. Is that his hometown? It's got to be his hometown. Is it? Because he went back. Holy he fuck, huge... we need to go there. It looks <laughs> fantastic. There's a rainforest where he's from. Are there any from fucking, where's he from? Where so is it again? Insane place. Czech. Is Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Czech Republic looks like that. I need to get out of fucking LA, dude. Yeah. Hoster DC, Chechia. I think it's Czech Republic. Yeah. God, it looks fantastic there. It does look beautiful. Yeah, no, the the it doesn't work that way though. UFC doesn't work that way. I mean, maybe if you're if you're John Jones, even then it's dicey. They don't really let you pick your fights, you know. Yeah, they might give but give you like all right, you could eat, like especially if you're Connor, right? Different animal. You're far cry from Connor, but if you have that much power, you could be like, they might come to Connor and go, all right, dude, uh, we can do the Chandler thing, or do you want to wait on Diaz? But either way. You know, this is what we're thinking in this time frame. Which would you rather go with? Mm-hmm. That's Connor. Yeah. And nobody else, even GSP, really. GSP could tell him when he wants to fight, but not who. Very rarely. He could probably put his input in, but they're like, yeah, cool. You're getting this guy, though. Very rarely can pick your guys. <clears throat> All right. So check this out. <clears throat> Patreon's that. Going to BKFC London to face Carissa Sagala, which I had to look her up. Good fight um, for Paige. Okay. The one on the left. Yeah. She's I'm, like one, two, and one. Her record. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm all over this fight. <laughs> um and that's the same card with uh Michael Venom Page and Mike Perry. Oh so really? Yeah. Oh, we might have some interesting mm-hmm. news on that too. Um, love this. Love Paige. Great fight for. Her. This is why you guys should lay off Paige if you're gonna throw hate her way. She, you know, she's out in LA shooting movies, she has all the movie offers, <clears throat> she has her OnlyFans, which she doesn't have to do anything. Paige financially is all set. She doesn't have to do shit. She just enjoys fighting. Now think about this. Straight up dime piece. I don't give a fuck what you're attracted to. That is a good looking creature. That is a fantastic looking human being. She chooses not to fight in the UFC, not Bellator, all that. She chooses to fight in bare knuckle fighting championship. Not for the money, she's set. Not for the fame, she's set. 
Not for the Instagram followers. She's set. That new picture. Okay. <laughs> she chooses this just because she loves to fight. You got to give her credit, man. She didn't have to do shit, dude. Nothing. <laughs> okay. This is all distracting. So it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, shooting a movie and then she can get ready for this. It's crazy, dude. So dope. Yeah. Very dope. So when I just clicked on this, that dude, that this guy, Dr. Wu, I know. I know. What about Dr. Wu? He just posted this. Those aren't Crocs, dude. They look like Crocs, don't they? Yeah, those are called clogs. Oh. Cro see, see how those are leather? Yeah. They're not pl the plastic yeah, not foamy thing. styrofoam. Clogs, I get. See, those are Birkenstocks. Oh, Birkenstocks. Would you, Dr. Wu? Would you sport those in? Or is it too similar to Crocs? A nice leather <laughs> and i also like that vibe i also love dr Wu. yeah oh you know who i met uh yesterday at the car show uh ben baller oh sweet is he korean he's korean i think he's like i don't want to say anything but oh no he's he like, looks korean he's korean bro he pulled up he's so rich man i didn't realize how rich he is oh yeah dude he pulled up i'm trying to think what cars have been there were, ah, this might be the most expensive car they've had there he pulled up in a mclaren uh 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 God, what fucking McLaren did he pull up in? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting the, the McLaren? It has glass doors. It's that one on the right there. This one? Yes. A Sienna. Oh. I bet. A Senna. Oh, damn. That's his car. That looks crazy. Dude, I think you can get him for a sticker if you're lucky around 820. They're going for like 1.2 right now. Damn. Has like clear doors on. The thing is filthy, dude. Filthy. He's a big car guy. That looks pretty sick. The only uh, thing I don't like about McLarens is they're smaller, right? They just look smaller. Yeah, I don't fit in any of them. <laughs> I, they told, everyone's like, oh, you try the LT. But I just, I love McLarens, but it's just not. I fit in certain Ferraris. Uh, Lambo SUVs, great for the best SUV I've ever owned by far. Car-wise, I don't fit in anything. Some people think some uh, Aventadors I can fit in, but outside that, Lambos I'm not comfortable in at all. The Hirachi, I look like Wreck-It Ralph if I'm in it. Um McLarens are tight too. Yeah, they look like they're tight. Probably Porsche fit fit like a glove. That's another thing. I thought Porsches were smaller, but I guess they're roomy. And guess what? Ferrari was like, oh, big man, you like them? We make double X seats now, like extra large seats for big guys. Nice. I like to think they did that for me, but I don't think so. Would you ever be interested in like a Rolls, you know, the, the SUV Rolls? Um, I, uh, we rented one in, <clears throat> in Dallas and w I wasn't impressed. And they're also a mm. nightmare chin for maintenance. I could imagine, dude. They're a nightmare. I, I like the way they look. Nothing screams asshole more than pulling up in a Royals Royce. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what it is. I love the way they look. Mm -hmm. They look dope. Uh, there's a black series with the interior is dope, but for how much they cost, the interiors are not like the, my yours destroys those interiors, destroys them. Handling everything destroys them. Yeah. Then they're, they're dicey, man. The finances on those things are dicey. Yeah. They look dope though. Ah, uh, they do look dope. Grill. I'm, I'm, it, if I'm going to go like that and I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, your boy's getting older. Your boy's getting older. Let's not lie to each other. Your boy's getting older. If I'm going to go with a four door sedan, it's I'm, I'm Bentley all the way. It's British. The British jeans in me. I'm getting British green tan leather. Because you can put fucking gummy beers all over the fucking seats. Once I get the dad mobile, 
That's what it's going to be. Those Bentley Bentley's sick my cars too, top yeah. three favorite cars. You had one too. You had a two door before. I had a two door Super Sport. Mm-hmm. Top man, top three cars I've ever owned. I fucking love that it thing. It's dope. Ran out of warranty though. I took it in like this. How much is for an oil change? I was like, wait, what? Oh my god, I gotta get out of here. The interior's like like nothing else, man. My favorite. All right, so Felice Herrick just retired, and now she joined BKFC. Dude, as well. BKFC, man, they have a hardcore fan base, but it is the pro, the promo, promotion of it's getting better. The fucking fighters are getting better, dude. Mike Perry and uh, Mike Van Page is fire. That's super cool. Van Zant fire. Felice Herring fire. It's a good picture of her. Yeah, I think she's got one of those OnlyFans stuff things too. She's another one. Like I make more doing OnlyFans. That again, you gotta respect the hustle, dude. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, yeah, I could just keep doing OnlyFans, or I can go into bare knuckle fighting. It's insane. Bare knuckle. It's insane. All right, let's take a look at this one's not a huge deal, but just Nate Nate Diaz posted this July thirtieth would be a nice two departure date, which I don't really get what that is. Other than it's a UFC 277, I think. July 3rd, it's a pay-per-view. It's a, it, they wouldn't announce it yet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the, the, if, they're, if Nate's going to fight, they're going to give us a two-month notice so they can milk it for everything, especially if it's his last one. Yeah. It ain't happening. That July 3rd, uh, we have a fight campaign for that. Solid you know, main card. <clears throat> Most side for Anthony Smith and uh, uh, Magomed. Tough oh. fight for Anthony Smith. He's the underdog like that. Going for Anthony Smith there. Um. Derek Lewis, hometown boy, it's in Houston. Brand Moreno and Kai Kara France is a great fight. Yeah. That's a fun one. Going for Brandon there, obviously. Julian Pena, Amanda Nunez. I want to see Pena get it done, man. Yeah. You know, I think it's her time. Drew Dober doing the goddamn thing. Love to watch him fight. Yeah, it's it's a solid card. Not as good as the last one, but listen, last one, we we're all jacking off to, and it was not fun. Let's be honest. It was not a great card. So we have Fight Companion for that July 30th for sure. Are we doing one this weekend or no? Are we doing what? Fight Companion? For the fight night? Yeah. Because no, it's man. Ortega and Yair. No, I wish. I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I thought maybe you were going to have like your homies come in like no, last time. Okay. No, three in a month? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just check. Yeah, I'm with you. I would have told you. All right, cool. This is uh, pretty crazy. This guy got head kicked, and before the ref came in, he waved it off himself, and it's a crazy. Check this out. Oh. Damn, he just went, please, he said, please stop, please stop. He might, he might have broken orbital bone or something like that. You know, like, you know, you're like, oh, hell no. It's so loud. I'm making $300, you know? When you're doing those other fights, you're like, dude, I'm making $300. You're going through in your head. I'm like, I'm the fuck out of here. Good for him. I can't believe this happened again. So Big Fitzilla was another boxing match. Not an MA, but boxing match. And what do you think happens? How, he gets knocked out. How does he keep getting fights? Is that action Brunson? He just looks slow. And his head is just there for everything. Dude, just punishment after punishment. 
Who is this, Russia? And you can't miss either. You can't miss. He's just taking it there. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God, man. He needs to stop immediately. The the thing about him, when I, you know, how many has he lost in a row now? Let's Ten see, straight. Probably. Big Fit suffered his 10th straight loss in combat sports, dude. And a lot of those are fucking knockouts. I just don't get it. The, the problem, too, with Bigfoot is he's the nicest dude. So you got to figure, I would assume he's doing this because he needs money. Yeah. I it's mean, such a shame because he has kids, man. He's such a good fucking person. It's such a shame to watch. Yeah. His head is so big. It's the biggest head you've ever seen. It's my, it's Mark's and Chin's combined, dude. Mark's length, Mark's length, <laughs> my width. Chin's width. <laughs> You guys know. I agree. Mark, you know you have a long head, yeah? Yeah, you have a long head and you have a wide, wide head. head. We know this. Yeah. So you put them together and you get Bigfoot's head. <laughs> and you, and you, get big, you get Bigfoot Silva's head. Yeah. So head movement, not our thing. It's not happening. Because you move one foot, it doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> still, you're still, you're, still part of your head's them. still there. So head movement's not your thing. So it's just a disaster. Yeah. And you just, like, like fucking DC said, he goes, dude. When I was like, when I was talking to him after the DC, uh, after he he beat fucking uh, Bigfoot in his prime in uh, Strike Force, he goes, I couldn't miss, I couldn't miss too. I throw a one two, I throw it here and here. You can't miss. He's, his head's too big, dude. It was too easy. I'm like, well, that ain't good if you're Bigfoot. Mm-mm. Yeah, tons of those punches were landing hard too. But he just wouldn't go down. I mean, they, uh, ten in a row. I, well, even in Ru- even Russia right now, I was like, how yeah, are we sanctioning yeah. this thing? And someone's like, it's Russia. I think, no, I know, but 10 in a row? How does someone just like, I don't want to keep doing this? And at what point did, like, that guy beat him, right? Mm-hmm. This fucking, uh, no Dexit beat him. Okay. You're the 10th guy in a row to do it. Is it really a cap in your feather at this point? Like, at this point, it's like, you know, it's terrible, dude. Yeah. This is the Tommy Fury, Bigfoot Silva. <laughs> No. Jake Paul, Bigfoot Silva. No, no, thank you. I don't want to see it either, dude. It seems like one of the stories where we were going to read about him, something bad happening, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that sucks. Uh, this is a weird one, too. Remember that YouTuber guy that we, we mentioned before? We talked about on the show before. He yeah, like you can't fight? Team, but then he did fight an MMA guy, uh, UFC, ex-UFC guy. Did okay. Bro, here's the thing. Manny, you know, this is just all bullshit. They're, they're not really going to punch each other. But uh, <clears throat> the the Korean YouTuber, mm-hmm. DKU, he is the Rudy of fighting. <laughs> like, he's never done more with one thing than anybody else in the history of fighting. Mm-hmm. This guy creates these videos, these hype videos, just like Rudy got a sack against a, the four-string quarterback that came out the field, which was a joke. Uh, Joe Montana tells it. He was on the team. I'm going to listen to Joe Montana over Rudy. But uh, this guy's basically Rudy because, dude, you're making chicken shit into chicken soup. He's made an entire career. Look, this dude, DKU is fighting Manny Pacquiao, yeah. dude. He got started off bullshit YouTube videos. And he's announcing that he's fighting Manny fucking Pacquiao. Nuts. I, I'm not hating it. I mean, why well, I watch it, absolutely not. Absolutely not. His MMA fight was atrocious. But then, the, dude, think about that. 
I'm sure he has like a team like I do. They're probably sitting around like, oh, so we did the MMA, man. They're like, didn't go well, DK. He's like, I know, I know. I thought my fucking, the, the fucking death punch would work and it didn't. You know what it is? The guy's blood type. He has to be a specific blood type. That's why it didn't work. What should we do next? And they're like, what about a boxing fight with Manny Pacquiao? Throw it out there. See if it ends. <laughs> they called Manny. He's like, yes, this is what the Lord wants. Click. Insane. All right, it's insane. And why is his eye closed and one open? I, no, that's Manny's on the left. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Why is one closed? But why are they both open? They have Who the knows? same. They have the same nose. Looks like that. yeah. Looks like. What a shit show! It just shows. I mean, Manny's just like I mean, government. What, what's this YouTuber want? Like, yeah, apparently he's offering you ten million just to fucking get sweaty with him. But he, he says no body shots. Like, yeah, this can be a fucking night. Okay, boxing match in Manny Pacquiao? Manny Pacquiao, best calves of all time in boxing. Oh, yeah. Challenge you to argue me on that. Best, those thick fucking Filipino calves. Mm -hmm. Those Moana-ish Polynesian fucking Filipino, those thick calves. That's why he's so powerful, dude. And he's like five foot. Usually they would pop up. What'd you type in? Manny Pacquiao calves. calves? I'll just do legs. Oh, never mind. It didn't go in. Oh, you didn't do legs. There it is. is that it? Yeah, these are it. Best calves of all time. Look at that. Mm. And that's just walking. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So powerful. All right. God, he was fun when he was in his prime, wasn't he? Yeah, My God. Too. I had Manny Pacquiao shorts. Just a big white guy from Denver wearing Manny Pacquiao shorts. How big of a deal he was. Um, I don't know if we talked about this or if no. it was a thick boy post, but so Darren Till was supposed to fight Jack Manson, but he has an undisclosed injury. So now Chris Curtis is gonna replace him. Chris Curtis, no punk. No, he's not. It's a punk. tough fight for Jack Hermanson. Yeah. Uh yeah. Tough fight, short notice. Very tough fight mm -hmm. for Jack. Um also, this Alexander Volkanovsky, I think he mentioned after the fight that he broke his hand, like after the second round, I think it was. So he actually did break his thumb, and that's right there. That's what it looks like. Welcome to the fraternity, brother. Oh, yeah, your thumb. They're going to put some plates in that, and you're going to know when it's going to rain or snow. <clears throat> yeah, they got put plates. So, so mine was a compound fracture. I got a guy named Johnny Curson, Washington, D.C., Fairfax, Virginia, to be fair. But then I stayed in Washington, D.C., and the bone, I knocked him out, and I landed a punch because the ref wasn't fast enough to get in there, so I landed a punch, and my bone broke, like, <laughs> compound fracture. Was that one of the worst pains you had? No, it wasn't really? too bad. I mean, the next day it was fucking terrible because my dad was like, yeah, you'll be fine, and then made me walk Washington, D.C. and, like, look at the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> and I was all lightheaded, and my hand swelled up like this. My brother's like, I think we should take him somewhere. And the... uh Promotion didn't cover the the surgery or anything. I had no money at the oh, time. damn. So here's the hustle. So we got the surgery because they have to take you in. So we get the surgery. And then you can negotiate the bill. You're like, hey, man, I can't pay whatever it was, six grand. I have $400. I'm going to pay you 100 bucks a month. And the hospital was like, well, all right. <laughs> what are they going to do? They're like, all right. I guess that works. I'm still paying it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I had a, like, I stubbed my thumb one time bad. That was one of the worst pains I've ever experienced. Cause it took forever to heal too. 
Yeah. It's like thumb. I don't know why. The worst thing about this, they put screws in it and then uh, um, they put, and they have to have two pins outside and they'd have to tighten them. I oh, go in every week to tighten to form the bone back together. That hurt. Yeah, that sounds like it hurts. That hurts down to your core. <laughs> no surgery by far the worst thing I've done. This was surprising to me. So this is the salaries for the second half of the 2022 PFL regular season. So Anthony Pettis got paid 750K. Has he had a win in the PFL yet? I don't. I don't think. I mean, he's obviously won. a huge name, former yeah. UFC dude. When he was on the Wheeze box, and I forget who he fought. We we're on the same card together, but <clears throat> he was. I mean, him found the same card. Maybe it was a Travis Brown card. Mean him found the same card when he was coming off the Wheaties box, mm-hmm. bro. He was so famous. I remember, dude. So fucking big. Uh, yeah. So he beat Miles Price, but dude, he's. One and three yeah. in PFL. They're all. We need you to get some wins, my man. And he, that he, like freaking seven fifty. That's even before the million dollar prize thing. So he's just getting paid that. But much. in order to get the million, you have to win the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So he's not touching that. Yeah, but that's more than you're making. Yeah, well, yeah. I now, mean, so, I mean, you lose three in a row, and you're getting paid a lot of money. They're going to cut you, hundred uh, percent. I figured uh, Kyla Harrison would be the highest paid fighter in that. I mean, she's. Maybe we're just too hardcores, but I mean, never lost face of the PFL. Obviously, no matter even if Pettis went over there undefeated, knocked him about in one second, jumping off the cage, he's still a UFC guy. Mm. Bar none, yeah. he's done too much work in the UFC, WC, the UFC. So um, I get why they pay him high because of notoriety, but I would assume I, I figured Kyla Harrison's their highest paid. Yeah, they probably had an older contract. Though. Probably not the biggest draw though, because she has nobody to fight. Yeah. We don't know any of your opponents' names. No, they'll be like, uh, her next opponent, 155 pounds, fucked her name up at Starbucks, start talking shit. You know? It's like they're just searching for opponents. Yeah. Oh, I love this yep. fight. If, dude, I think it made it into the cut on Food Truck Diaries, but when Balil Muhammad was on Food Truck, you know, he was talking about uh, Hamzat, he was talking about Title Shot, he was talking about <coughs> Nate Diaz. And I said, dude, I know it's not as sexy as those fights. I'd love to see you fight Sean uh, uh, Brady. Really? I was like, I'd love you versus Sean Brady. I'm a huge Sean Brady fan. Those Philly boys are doing something. I don't know if it's the water. I don't know if it's the fucking cheesesteaks. I don't know if it's because they're wearing kicks from Suplex Philly. I don't know what it is. Them boys are on fire. And Sean Brady is the captain of that team, and he is a problem. I just think it's a fun fight for Muhammad. Now, for him to get to where he wants to go, I, I would, and even Belial said this. He was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get to you know these big boys." I'm like, "I, I know, I know." Uh, I didn't think the UFC was going to give to him. I would, I bet if you asked Muhammad, I should text him. This is probably the last fight he wanted. It's a tough ass tough fight. fight, dude. Yeah, tough fight. Sean Brady's a savage. <clears throat> Muhammad's at five, you know, and they're like, "Hey, fight the number nine savage who's undefeated." It's like, fuck, dude. Give me one of these other guys. And she's like, sorry, you're Sean Brady. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, you don't get a pick. Unless you're a Conor McGregor, you really don't get to pick. Yeah. This proves it. Here's another quick fight announcement. Mackenzie Dern versus that Chinese girl, Yan Xionan. It's a good fight. She's like, yeah, definitely. Let's go Mackenzie Dern. I know. And then I'll close it off with this for the current events. So this is a little older, but remember Pedro Munoz uh, with his is eye that? injury? He had the statement. Hopefully this book it. This right here. He's just closing his eye. He's all. <laughs> so 
So basically him with Turn one eye closed. But it's just in uh, Portuguese. I speak Portuguese. Really wish he did this in English. So anyways, our boy. Hey guys, sorry my fight didn't go as planned. I got fucked. These kids, man. I know. I'm telling you, these fucking young kids are in their Crocs and they're fucking euphoria watching and they're vaping and dyeing their hair and they're such savages on fucking social media. You can't compete with these fucking young kids. So he's just making fun of him close yeah. one eye. Because like, it's so easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah. Listen, I don't think Pedro wanted out of the fight. You know, knowing Pedro's background, he, he's not that guy. He's not going to look for a way out. And he did very well in that first round. I think the judges had him win that first round. But it was a punch that fucked yeah. his eye up, not the, the poke. No. So that's where this narrative comes from. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Made that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, you got a good one this weekend, man. What's dope about this is your boys on the road. I'm back on uh, tour. This is the first date uh, for the summer tour. The Trash Panda summer tour is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Remember to Fort Wayne. We're getting some recommendations. We got a gym. What else we got, uh, Mark? We got a gym. We had some other recommendations. <laughs> what? Yeah, we definitely want those because I've never been to Fort Wayne, Indiana. I listen for when i can't even tell you where it's at i i just go i get on a plane hopefully i land in the right spot if not i just i'll do stand up in the park i don't know but i'm um, in fort wayne indiana new club out there that's this thursday friday saturday july 14th through the 16th it's fort wayne indiana what's dope about this is that fight night is at 11 a.m pacific so daddy can watch it before i go on stage i don't have to re-watch it or miss anything and i'm up i can't can't believe they're doing that it's not like it's in abu dhabi or england it's in fucking was it long island it's in america ubs why are they doing this that's long island okay yeah i don't know why they're doing it but also brian ortega yaya rodriguez shouldn't it be in like phoenix or like texas i don't i don't think there's a huge mexican fan base in long island who knows i'm sure just things line up you know i don't know how the ufc works they're probably like fuck it you guys are here um Great main event, phenomenal main event. Brian Ortega, my boy, T City, known him for fucking years. Uh, love Brian. <clears throat> Yair Rodriguez, savage, absolute savage. They have uh, a common, a few common opponents. Max Holloway obviously destroyed both of them, kind of outclassed both of them. Um, so that wasn't a great fight for either one. Um, but uh, Korean Zombie would be the one you would look at mainly for the common opponent. Now, listen, Yair Rodriguez was lost that fight if that fight would have went to the scorecards green zombie won that fight but i was a second left in the third round he threw a spinning back elbow like from his knees and landed it on fucking uh green zombie and ended up winning that fight probably shouldn't won that fight he really struggled with green zombie brian ortega absolutely destroyed destroyed green zombie Mm -hmm. um i've never been that high on yair i just i have i think there's some mental issues there as far as mental strength i think he can be broke Brian Ortega cannot be broke. It's impossible to break him. He's as tough as they come. Um, Yaira Riaz jiu-jitsu is a little more, I would say, flashy, but when it comes to fundamentals and as far as straight danger on the ground, and he doesn't need much, but there's nobody better in the featherweight division at jiu-jitsu than Brian Ortega. 
as far as finishing gets hold of your neck you give him a slight opening this fight is over I don't think Rodriguez can last five rounds with Brian Ortega on the feet or on the ground. I think Brian gets it done uh, via TKO or rocks him, then gets his neck and chokes him out, chokes him unconscious. I'm taking Brian Ortega via finish under five rounds. Bet on that. Money's on that. I think Brian Ortega gets it done. It gets dicey because Brian Ortega wins this one. He's not fighting Volkanovski again. He has to hope Volkanovski goes up to 55 uh, in order for him to become world champion. But remember, too, Brian's the only guy who's ever come close to beating Volkanovski. That guillotine was in fucking tight, tight dude. So money's on Brian. I know I'm biased. He's my boy. I just I don't see how Yair beats him unless he does something wild with a flying knee, a jumping knee, a spinning back kick. One of those wild things. He's sure as fuck not going to submit him. Um, I don't think he's going to try and grab him. If he does try for a takedown, his neck is there at all times. That's what makes... Brian Ortega so dangerous is the way he views submissions is different than everybody else. And he sees it from all angles. I just don't think Yair has the experience or the fundamentals to avoid getting either knocked out or finished by Brian Ortega via submission for five rounds. I don't see it happening. <clears throat> now, if it's not a finish, you got fight of the year on your hands because these boys both like to bang. They both have it in them. So either way, we're going to great fight. Finale fight. You're thinking a stoppage or fight of the year. It ain't gonna be a boring decision. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. Great fight. Finish or fight of the year. Michelle Watson has her hands full, man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I feel like she's always a little undersized for straw weight. She she came from Invicta, where uh, you know the 105 Adam Adam weight is more of her thing. It's a tough fight for. Her. Yeah. Very tough fight for. Her. Uh, your boy uh, Jing Lang back. Jing Lang. Jing Lang's back. Uh, Schnell and Sumadarji, Shane Burgos and Charles Jordan is a phenomenal yep. fight. Uh, the rescheduled Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate, taking Misha Tate, obviously. But my favorite fight on the card is our boy Jack Shore, yeah. King the Sting alumni versus Ricky Simone. I think Jack Shore gets it done. I'm a huge Jack Shore fan. Same. Tough fight, though, but yeah, he's very tough done. fight for him. This reason the main event on the prelims on ESPN, but uh, this is on ABC. I wonder if it's on early because on ABC is like, dude, we got we got golf in the afternoon. Can you just do it early? Yeah. UFC's like, yeah, I guess. ABC's like, wait, uh, you put two Mexicans on Long Island? UFC's like, hey, we're trying our best here, man. Here would be awesome. L.A. Uh, if they did it here, there's a million places anywhere but Long Island. Yeah, uh, but either way, great fight. Can't wait for it. Phenomenal fight. When this got announced, people are foaming at the dick. Great fight. <laughs> Brian Ortega gets done via under five rounds. Bet that, daddy. Is that it? That's it. That's at 11 a.m. Pacific mm-hmm. on ABC. Fort Wayne, I will see you this weekend. I'm excited to get back on tour, man. Whole new hour. Trash Panda Summer Tours coming to Fort Wayne, Indiana this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, we have merch that you can only buy in person there as well. So unless you come to the show, you can't get the merch. It's merch just for in person. Um, some Liddy merch. You know how I do. Then uh, next, Shabin Friends is at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, July 20th, it's me and some very special guests, some fucking monsters, and it's the late show. It's a 10 p.m. show this time because it's too hot out. I, I don't like doing comedy when it's bright outside. So I was like, can I get the late show? They're like, say less, dude. So the next Shop and Friends is July 20th. That's next Wednesday. Then after that, I'm back in San Diego. <clears throat> San Diego, top five favorite places to do comedy. That's why I shot my first special at the Spreckles Theater. This time at the Laugh Factory. Uh, downtown, the heart of San Diego, Laugh Factory, July 21st through the 23rd. Those tickets are 
damn near sold out. So get your tickets right now for San Diego. That is next week, July 21st through the 23rd. We have some special guests on that show as well. And then August 4th through the 6th is Baltimore. <clears throat> and then just announces Chicago. It's at the Den Theater Friday night, August 26th in Chicago, downtown Chicago, Den Theater. One show only. I think it's 730 show. One show only in Chicago at the Den Theater. Because the next day is the Tough Mudder on the 27th right outside Chicago. I'm there for the Thick Mudder. And the Thick Mudder this time is um, it's me, but they've put a limited uh, capacity on the signups because it's getting too big. I can't run with everybody. People get upset. So they, they limited the amount of signups who can run with me. Uh, so I think the promo code is Team Brendan, and you get 10% off. Sign up. Come run with your thick friend, Thick Boy Nation. I'm calling you out right now. Come on out. Run the Thick Mutter with me on August 27th. Go to toughmutter.com. It's the 26th. I think it's a 10 a.m. race. They should have the Thick uh, thick Mutter up there already. Promo code is Team Brendan. <clears throat> Run the Thick Mutter with me. Come to the comedy show on Friday on the 26th. Thick Mutter on 27th. Rain. The whole Thick Boy squad will be out there. Mark's crazy ass will be there. Everybody will be there. Come on out. Thick Mutter is August 27th in Chicago. Then uh, after that, September gets dicey. September's Appleton, Wisconsin, Houston, Texas, Boston. Boston, my favorite city. That's why my son's name after it. Holler. Tickets at thickboy.com or F-A-T-K-Z.com. But Fort Wayne, Indiana, you're up this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Enjoy the fights. I'll be watching from the Airbnb in Fort Wayne if I make it. I love you guys. Stay safe. Be cool. See you next time.